Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're recording this update episode on Friday, the 5th of June. And I'm in conversation today with the Hindu sports editor KC Vijay Kumar. We're going to be discussing sports post COVID-19. And that's a topic I think that requires very little introduction or preamble. One of the biggest ways in which COVID-19 has changed the world, has changed life as we know it, is the cancellation of virtually all big sporting events and all sporting leagues around the world. But in recent weeks, as countries around the world like India are emerging out of some form of lockdown it has meant that sport has started resuming like everything else with a new normal so which sports have resumed and how have the rules changed and crucially for us here in India what lies ahead for cricket in particular that's what we'll be discussing today Kesi Vijay Kumar thank you for joining us today on the in focus podcast pleasure Jay So um I'm speaking for millions of sports fans around the world I think when I say that um the the ta- the moment at which we realized that the world had kind of was fundamentally changing in some way through this pandemic was when um you know big sporting events got cancelled all over the world I'm talking about the Premier League I'm talking about um big tennis events like Wimbledon yeah. the Olympics that were set to happen Yeah um but there is you know after months of shutdown there does seem to be a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of sports so i thought we'd do an overview of um what we know so far in terms of which sporting events are sort of coming back yeah um online and um, not online but kind of restarting albeit without audiences in some cases yeah but uh, what do we know uh well jen football is just making some very tentative steps uh we've had bundesliga starting in germany uh some uh, a few days back and uh, that's making some steady progress but obviously the usual caveats are there no crowd no audience just the players and their minimum staff and only essential staff allowed to the ground uh so that's making progress that's a start in terms of uh, live sport obviously it's being televised too and uh, the premier league will commence in england soon so that's another start uh, and uh, as far as other sport is concerned formula 1 uh, I mean, which had almost about ten of its races cancelled, will commence in July in Austria, and because there is, you know, flights are in disarray and not many flights are happening either way, it will be largely European centric, and it will happen through the weeks. So, I mean, that's regard to other sport other than football, and in terms of cricket, West Indies will tour England, and they'll play sort of matches there. and in fact the, the squads have been announced so a start has been made but uh, essentially sport won't be the same i mean uh, i mean till all the lockdowns ease till the virus is on the way because there is no audience is no crowd uh, even sporting behavior has changed in terms of cricket you won't see high fives uh, i don't know how people are going to relay uh, after after a ball has been delivered i mean and it, it goes to the wicket keeper I don't know what kind of protocols you're going to follow when if it's going to be related to the slip cordon and from the slip to mid off to you know and to the bowler. Uh, would you sanitize your hands often? So 
there's so much to be uh, thought about and strategized about right um yeah so you mentioned the bundesliga um yeah. the football league in germany yeah. that was the first to kind of uh, they started uh, having some matches without yeah. uh, without crowds yeah there was a there was a pretty innovative um thing that i read where people could pay to have cardboard cutouts of themselves at yeah. the stadiums yeah yeah um so that was interesting but you know based on what we've seen in those matches and those events uh, how is how is the behavior around you know actually the the conduct of the match do we have some indications of how in the football sphere in particular how is any changes that you noticed it's, it, the football is fine i mean the football is uh, there is not much of a change it's just that the way they react with the players react to each other in terms of contact uh, at least in football unlike cricket where the hand is used often right you 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 catch the ball you you throw it yeah. football only feet is involved so i mean that takes a lot of uh, touching out of the equation uh unlike cricket so that way that way football is pretty safe and the goalkeeper anyway wears his gloves so not much of a change as far as the football is concerned but i'm more curious about cricket because there's so much of you know uh hand in play when it comes to the sport you know, right from the bowler running in and you know delivering with his ha- uh, hand uh to between uh you know overs or between singles or twos that the batsman tending to do a, a fist bump uh, all that that is yeah. interesting Right. So yeah. let's just kind of do a situational update on cricket. Um where do we stand now with um you know which tours are resuming around the world? Is there any indication of anything that might be happening in the months to come? Right now the only confirmation is West Indies touring England. I mean they confirm. Uh so that's on that's very much on and they're speaking about having it in bio secure environment. So I I presume it's just a euphemism to say that crowds won't be allowed and it will be extremely sanitized. Uh but jet beat football or beat cricket i mean there is an intrinsic crowd to it in terms of you, you no longer have just the squad and a manager and a physio you know i mean when you're talking about the 1980s the indian cricket team had just a manager and physio dr ali rani so right. you're talking about 16 players and a support staff of two and maybe one logistics manager so maybe 19 but nowadays a, a team itself will have a coach A, a, a fielding coach, a bowling coach, a mental conditioning coach, you know, a, a physio, a trainer, uh, a masseur, uh, a logistics manager. In fact, uh, when an Indian cricket team tours or even an Indian football team tours, I mean, the strength could be about anywhere between twenty-two to thirty in terms of you know members. The same thing holds true for the rival team too. So you're talking about sixty right there, and then you throw in the press box with journalists. Uh, Maybe for a Ranji Trophy, it's about fifteen people in the press box, but uh, for an international match, it could be hundreds. Uh, so that's a crowd, and then you have the the broadcast crew. So it's 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 a quite a bit of numbers that will be at a sporting venue. Okay, you you might talk about okay, there are no spectators, there are not enough people on the seats. That's fine, but intrinsically, sport any team sport will have will draw its own share of a crowd. So the challenge would be how to keep it sanitized, how to ensure that there is a bit of social distancing, and also to keep the sport moving forward. Right. Um. So just one thing that I've always kind of uh, been curious about, even when they did initially propose the idea of having sporting events without crowds, is yeah. um. Do we have an idea of how much? I mean, what is the kind of revenue split between uh, broadcasting for these uh, sporting events, say a cricket match in India that takes place, a Test match, for instance? What is the kind of uh, um, 
split between broadcast uh, revenue and what you get from the crowds uh i don't have the numbers right away but i think it's probably about it's an 80 20 80 split 80 favoring broadcasters i mean that's where the money comes in that's where the mula comes in from in terms of uh because a match is being telecast live you have in stadium advertising right and obviously there are spots during the the live telecast cricket is very friendly that way because because you have gaps between overs i mean unlike football uh in football and probably during injury time or during in the intermission you have sports spots for but in cricket you have a lot many spots for ads to be aired so i would say it's probably 80 20 uh, in terms of 20 for the gate revenue in terms of crowd turning up but i think 80% or even 85% is in terms of ad revenue which is again linked right. to trps yeah right and so that um, in terms of cricket at least because uh, does that kind of set cricket apart from other sports there is more potential for um, actually making it a viable financial proposition even to play without crowds yeah absolutely absolutely it's just that they will they will try and cover up because what happens in cricket is i mean uh, uh, broadcasters are very really particular that they need some atmosphere they need some color like they, yeah. they they're not comfortable showing the empty stand uh, so in fact a lot of modern cricket stadiums you have this mixed shading on the seats you'll have a a, a gray shade they love you love a brown shade so when you zoom the camera at a far distance when you zoom out you somehow get the impression that there is a bit of a crowd there you know right so they work on the contrast the color contrast so just to give an impression that there's a bit of a people assembled there so even if in in a stand there are about say uh, 40 people but then because of this mixed coloring of the seats you get an impression there are much more so they'll try and do all that i'm sure they'll try and do all that just to give an impression that there is some people there and jofra archer the england fast bowler has said that ideally they should play the crowd sound in the you know at the ground because that kind of pumps up the players i mean you would have noticed jayant i mean when when india is playing matches sometimes uh, you would have seen virat telling the uh, virat kohli telling the audience to react telling the spectators to egg the players on right so the crowd becomes part of the team so that will be missed i don't think it'll affect the revenues as such probably okay you lose out on gate money but in terms of sponsorships in terms of broadcast revenue i think cricket is safe that way but the matches have to happen yeah right yeah so um of course when this when the pandemic hit us one of the things that was the big event that was coming up was the ipl yeah um and of course it it doesn't look like in the regular time frame at least that it's uh, that's already passed but yeah. um what's the what's the kind of update there do we um, anticipate having an ipl at some point this year i mean they, they, that's what if you, if you look at the fine print they're not saying it's cancelled they're right. just saying it's postponed so they, the bcci is still hoping that the ipl will be held sometime later this year this the speculation in terms of what is the kind of playing window they'll get i mean are they looking at october november because the world t20 is going to happen or the world cup t20 is going to happen in australia in october november and in october and november in case that gets pushed to next year or to 2022 because technically 2021 india is going to host it uh, will will that window be used to have the ipl in india and now the other challenges we are also presuming that by that time frame all flights will be on uh, lockdowns will be off like if you want to even now drive to karnataka or kerala you need interstate permits uh, the same thing holds true if you're flying in to different states so ipl is held all over the country so what kind of permits will be invoked so all all those logistics have to be worked out but i think the dcs is hoping that somehow there will 
be some kind of a solution. The virus will wane, uh, probably herd immunity will kick in, or maybe by miracle a vaccine is discovered. And in case the window opens up, if in, that is provided the World T20 is moved uh, to a different year, to a different venue, then maybe IPL could be held. Uh, maybe a shortened version. I don't think you could have teams playing each other home and away. I mean, uh, two matches each. Uh, probably just one match each, maybe a round-robin, where you play against all and the top two follow for the final. They might, they might try and work it because a lot of money rides on IPL. Uh, even players are keen to play the IPL because it's, it's the richest uh, event in cricket uh, annually. So, of course, I just want to go back to one point that you made about uh, the fact that we may have to re- rethink the way, um, well, not exactly the rules in cricket, but mm. the way that the breaks proceed between play because that's mm. a, that's there's a process to that. Yeah. It isn't the kind of continuous flow that is there in football or even tennis, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Um, has the uh, BCCI or even the ICC made any kind of um, announcement, any kind of sort of, you know, indication that they might set up a committee to review some of these rules or... Um, you know, just the way that happens? Yeah, the technical committee chaired by Anil Kumble has already spoken about, you know, an interim ban on the use of saliva. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it sounds yucky, but saliva is right. intrinsic to cricket. I mean, the fast bowlers use, even Steve Smith, the Australian uh, legend, in the heat, he tends to spit into his palm when he's standing in fast slip or second slip. He tends to spit into his palm and rub the palm together to, to warm his hands together, you know, and the fielders constantly work on the ball. They apply saliva on one side, uh, and then they scuff the other side of the ball so, so that it kind of reverse swings later in the day. So these are kind of habits uh, that won't, you know, have, uh, you know, that won't be uh, encouraged uh, in the coming months because fielders have to avoid this. Obviously, even bowlers cannot use the saliva on the ball. So, I mean, the ICC has clearly said that until the virus wanes, until, you know, there is a solution to this, Saliva, the usage of saliva in sport will be banned. So that's one thing they come up on strongly. And obviously they have, you know, put the do's and don'ts of, you know, people coming in, social distancing, constantly sanitizing the hands. So if you're at nets, you bring your own ball. So you don't, you practice with your own, you know, uh, cricket ball. You don't mix up deliveries and stuff. So that there is minimal, you know, uh, common usage of cricketing equipment. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, in terms of, I mean, I know that this is um, not something that we can project in at, at very, um, perhaps it's too soon to do that. But supposing, I mean, supposing a couple of tours don't happen and a couple of tours get cancelled, what's the kind of financial hit that the BCCI takes? Um, I mean, how, how reliant are they on, um, you know, tours actually happening and that broadcasting money coming in? I think BCC for BCCI, IPL has turned out to be a huge buffer for them. I mean, yeah, yeah. there is broadcast revenue in terms of tours where... Especially the home season, right? If countries come here, uh, and uh, if you notice, usually England has a June, July, that's a summer season there, a home season, and Australia, New Zealand, it's usually the Christmas, December, Jan season, that's a home season. And in between these two seasons, India is trying to have a season which is is almost runs parallel to to Diwali and the Dasara festivities. I mean, they're trying to have a season uh, during that period in time. So, if a tour is cancelled, obviously there will be repercussions, there will be, be a loss of revenue. Uh, but if the IPL is still being held, I mean, they could mop up quite a bit of it. I mean, I think it's a little too, you know, hypothetical for us to commit on that. But yeah, there will yeah. be a hit, there will be a revenue hit. And and the other thing I just wanted to ask is, you know, for, for journalists covering sports, uh, you know, covering cricket is such a big part of the sports reporting cycle. Yeah. 
um here in indian newspapers yeah. uh, elsewhere um what's what's been uh, how how have you guys been occupying yourselves have, have there been events happening in the world of cricket in terms of people doing interviews or talking about stuff that you know that's making news uh, well jayant what's happened in this lockdown is interestingly a lot of athletes including cricketers have become have become journalists i mean they're doing webinars they're doing instagram live uh, they're doing right. facebook live i mean they they interviewing each other like recently ashwin interviewed had a chat with virat kohli then you know you know all kinds of conversations happening in the, in, in in the digital world uh so cricketers and sports people i mean happen journalists at large i mean and a lot of our content now is generated from the chats the kind of chats they have because they have proximity they have an affinity they tend to open up a bit more they're much more frank because they're talking to their own mates so right there's a lot of interesting inputs or information that comes across and we we kind of make do with that Uh, we kind of make do with the Bundesliga. We kind of make do with the announcements on Formula One and the speculation on whether the IPL will happen or not, and speculation on in the World T20 in Australia. Uh, in terms of live coverage of events as and when it happens, uh, it won't be the same, Jay. I mean, uh, if if I'm going to go into a, a, a press box uh, and just hang out with the members of my tribe, but I cannot right. see a crowd around. uh is it's not even upset me it's also going to upset the fellow members of my tribe because in fact some of us have this habit because we have we, we sit in these aseptic air conditioned massive press boxes but then sometimes when say you run into a writer's block and you you're kind of struggling for words and you're racing against a deadline you tend to step out of the press box you just open the door a wee bit and then the sound engulfs you you know the sound from the crowd uh the atmosphere i mean what is what is so far visual becomes very oral for us you know which is very essential because you kind of let that seep into you and then you know the cobwebs in the mind is clear and then you come back and you belt out your copy these are things you're going to miss out sometimes there's also a bit of banter i mean like you you, you kind of step out of the press box you just open the door and you look at the left and then there could be a, a gentleman there probably asking your views on how it's going to happen or they'll just pull your leg or they'll say which right. team are you supporting and or if suppose say india is on a tour in england and uh, jimmy anderson is running to the side and you know some of the brits will ask you you know what your team is under the pump and what are you going to do about it you know there's a lot hmm, of banter right. there's a lot of banter that happens i think we will miss that uh, uh, obviously the only thing that we won't miss is the fact that entry and exit from the grounds will be super smooth especially in indian uh, venues because entry is is a bit tough for journalists it takes a bit of a time unlike abroad but the crowds will be missed Yeah, and um, it was really fascinating having this conversation. Let's just kind of end with a sort of an update on just the other sports that um, uh, some people might be interested in. Tennis, I hear, is um, the first kind of scheduled event is the French Open that's it's going to happen in yeah, September. September. That's what it's. They're hoping to have it in September, so that that is to kick off then. And Formula One starting next month, so that should be on. And in Formula One, sanitized environment, no crowds. just yeah. just the teams and you know the mechanics and the engineers linked to the teams and the the camera crew that's about it uh, and in terms of uh, india in terms of national sport in terms of athletics and all that they're looking at an october start uh, a lot of camps have been pushed uh, there could be as for the indian cricket team is concerned there could be a camp uh, sometime in you know in a couple of months maybe the venue could be bangalore so uh, things are being worked out but i think a lot of it is also linked to you know uh, the uh airways being open because flights have to come in and uh, uh that's the only way forward because there's so much of travel that underpins sport 
So once uh, the new normal kicks in, uh, then a lot more sport will revive itself. Right. And the um, as far as the Olympics are concerned, that's been pushed by one year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's pushed to next year, Tokyo. And uh, they're saying that they'll probably have a very, you know, a, a scaled down Olympics as such compared to what they were planning this year. Because obviously the sponsorship will come down, the revenues will take a hit. And they're still not very sure about the pandemic completely going off the radar, you know, by next year where, you know, everyone is immune to it or there's a vaccine around the corner. So they're trying to scale, scale down the budget. So it will be a, a visibly, a, you know, a less spectacular Olympics in terms of the frills, I'm saying, in terms of the inaugural ceremony and the closing ceremony and all that. Uh, the intensity will be there, but the frills around the Olympics would be uh, way below compared to the previous Olympics. And um, do we know, lastly, uh, just to end this, do we know anything about um, American sports? Because, you know, those are big, you know, global money spinners as well. Um, I did sort of hear something about the NBA perhaps uh, resuming yeah, something. Yeah, it will, it will, it will, it will. It will. They're, they're planning that. So all that is on the anvil. Uh, but I think they want everything to fall in place together in terms of travel. The travel is the key thing, you know, in terms of right. between menus. Once everything is sorted, yeah, everything will be on. All right, then we'll end it there. Thank you. This was such a fascinating talk to have and, um, you know, encouraging to hear that in some way or form, we might get uh, sport back in our lives soon. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jay. Thank you so much.